It's the Sean Pittman Show, where we talk about politics, sports, entertainment, and business. Here is your host, Sean Pittman. Good morning, and welcome to the Sean Pittman Show. Hope you all had a great week. Uh, Glad you're tuning in today. Please text somebody. Get on social media and tell them that the Sean Pittman Show is about to start. We got a lot to talk about, but before I let go, we got a full show. We'll be right back. Listening to the Sean Pittman Show. Welcome back to the Sean Pittman Show. What a special show. I know y'all say I say that every week, but you know, I'm not bringing you on if you're not special. Uh, and we've gotten some requests, so uh, we'll, we'll get to those too. But this week, we got Coach Willie Simmons of the Florida AM University football team. Coach, welcome to the show. Oh, my pleasure. How cool. What a coincidence that we got two new Will, two, the two new coaches are both named Willie. Willie, not even a popular name anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, it's definitely an old name, and I fought it for a long time. But you know, once I got older, I finally started embracing it. Well, listen, we we're glad you're here, and uh, we know we watched you last season. We know that uh, you're bringing something really special to the Rattlers and uh, to the Rattler Nation. Uh, if you're out there, get somebody on the phone, send a text to let them know that Coach Willie is on the air on the Sean Pittman show. And we're going to spend a few minutes with him. So, Coach, we appreciate you being here. So you're coming off a, a 6-5 season from last year. Uh, what what can folks expect this year? And we know uh, I, I, and I, I didn't tell people yet because I know most of your fans know that you're a hometown boy. Shanks High School, uh, highly, highly, highly recruited um, from this area. Went to Clemson for a little while, played for Tommy Bowden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit, too, because uh, those famous Bowden Bowls were uh, legendary. But talk to us about FAMU and what we can expect this year. Well, I think you can expect the team that uh, continues to, to, to reinforce our values and our principles. Uh, we have seven uh, words that we live by at Florida a and and uh, ironically, they all start with the letter F, and that's you know having great faith uh, first and foremost. And so you have a team that believes in one another, you know, that trusts one another, um, that goes out there and plays hard for this university. Um, we talk about playing with great fundamentals. So a team that doesn't beat ourselves, that's a sound football team uh, that that really cuts down on the, the the silly mistakes, the penalties, the things like that that get you beat. Um, that we, we play fast you know, in all phases, you know, so high tempo offense, an attacking style defense. Um, an aggressive special teams unit. Um, you know, we fight. Yeah. And, uh, we're y'all strike. We, well, y'all we strike. strike. <laughs> exactly. We, it, it, you can incorporate that into the fight phase. Y'all seem, to, y'all seem to be a little more aggressive when you wear that psychedelic helmet. <laughs> well, we're going to get to see some of that. Yeah, you get to see that definitely. And, uh, but yeah, we fight and, uh, you know, we finish. We got to finish. That's one of our mottos this year is to fight to finish. So we want to definitely make sure that we continue throughout the season um, and, and close it off in the end versus Bethune, obviously. And then, um, you know, be a family, play together, and then and fast, and lastly, have a bunch of fun doing so. And if we if we do those seven things, we think the the success, the wins, uh, the the championships, all of those things will follow. Well, I, you know, I've been following FAMU football for a long time. My mother's a rattler, uh, and uh, uh, you could not follow FAMU football in my house. Uh, but I got to tell you, uh, there's been some trying years, and you, when you came, you you sort of uh, really really. Not only on your own sector expectation high, but you really did sort of change where people thought we were headed. You know, you gave us hope. And and I'm looking forward to this season, sort of that hope being being realized, even if it's not a perfect season. Right. That's hard to do. But if, like you said, if the kids are having fun, then 
the then the alumni and the students ought to be having fun too, right? Well, no question about it. And this this university, this program has a long history of success, and, and I think that's why it's been so frustrating over you know the, the seven years prior to my arrival. And so when I got here, my main mission was to revitalize the fan base, the alumni base, give them an exciting brand of football to look forward to, uh, give them a group of young men who really represent this university in a first-class manner. And, and so we implemented some things, um, you know, that I think did that, singing the school alma mater after every game, oh, yeah. um, really oh, yeah. taking pride in just, you know, representing FAMU, the community service things that we're doing outside of football, you know, just being visible in the community. This is a phenomenal community, and it's really supported this university and this program for an extremely long time. And we want to make sure that we show everyone involved that, that we're committed to excellence. And our motto at the university is excellence we're caring. And That's we want right. to make sure everybody knows how committed we are to that mission. And, um, you know, we, hopefully we can continue that this season. So you were, and a lot of folks who listen know this already, but you were a great high school and college quarterback uh, from Quincy back in the day, and you've been through uh, the recruiting process yourself. Uh, how does how has that evolved since you were in high school? Then eventually a Clemson Tiger and at the Citadel. Well, uh, the, the the biggest way recruiting has evolved is social media. You know, oh, obviously yeah. when I when I came out, uh, social media wasn't a big part of of our. Um, everyday life. Um, computer, right, it's changed everything. Yeah, computer, hasn't it? computers were around, but not There's to nothing, that level. Nothing exempt from what social media. Yeah, has so done. it's nothing. There were there were maybe one or two recruiting services out there that were ranking uh, prospects, but now recruiting has become such a, a national pastime. It's all, and, and a lot of people call it the the second season. I mean, after after the actual football season. From late uh, late November to really early February, that's an entirely new season that the larger programs are, are, are have to be committed to winning just as importantly as they're committed to winning the, the games. Right, right. Fans look at the recruiting rankings. They they follow these top prospects. and they have a lot to say. Yeah, I mean, exactly. They have a lot to say. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, got, so it's, it's bad. I mean, <laughs> it's like everybody has a voice now, and and, and it's got to be hard not paying attention to that. Right, right, right. And the kids see it. The, the kids see it, and I think it it, it really makes it difficult for them to focus on finishing high school, focus on having great senior seasons, and not get caught up in the recruiting process because you have two whole days, uh, the early signing period and then National Signing Day in February, where every media stream is committed to recruiting. I mean, on, on the first Wednesday in February, every sports outlet out there is covering National Signing Day. Wow. I mean, there's nothing wow. else going on. in, the, in the, It's like nothing else is going on in America that day other than National Signing Day. And so it's become such a big part of the whole process, more so now than at any other period doing college football. And I think that's the biggest difference now, whereas we just want to find a good school, go somewhere where we, you know, want, that's right. want that's it right. and, and, and could have a great career for ourselves. But now it's... It's a show. It's a, it is. You know, <laughs> it's people a show. Take, you line up with five hats on the table and you're pulling, you know... Pop up heads from under the table, and you got your everybody little, in the studio you laughing. Got your, y'all got your son, got your, your mother in one jersey, your cousin in another jersey. Your, I mean, it, it's, it's a show. It really is a show, and you know, it's, it, everybody tries to one up the next guy. So, and it, and it really, I think it dilutes the process too much. 
You know, because at the end of the day, it's about these young men really realizing their goals and dreams of playing college football, getting an education, really being able to better themselves. And we've taken away from that. You know, it's about the show. It's about the spectacle and not about the real meaning behind being able to sign a full college scholarship. And I got to tell you, it is very sensational. I got Jamie Van Pelt from ESP Media behind me trying to think of how he can monetize what you just told him here. (laughs) Um, But uh, look, but. How does it that change? Has it changed the kids, though? I mean, I mean, do you find that because it's such a show, it's harder to to sort of reel them back into? Hey, this is you grinding here. This is about football. Yeah, it does. And so the one thing uh, we as coaches understand, uh, there's a recruitment process that begins when they enter high school and become prospective student athletes. And then after they sign, there's a de-recruitment process. And you have to reel them back in. Like you said, they, they're they used to the glitz and glamour. They've been wined and dined. Right, They've been told right. they're the best thing since sliced bread and made all these empty promises. And then when they step on the campus, they're now, in many cases, a small fish in the big pond because everybody else on that campus has gone through the same process and they're veterans and guys who are you know planning to play professional football and a lot of times bigger, faster, and stronger than the guys that are coming in. So you, you have that period where guys have that rude awakening that, you know what, I'm a backup. For the first time maybe in their life, right. they're a backup. They, they're a scout they, they team were player. A star yeah. Before, and so and now they I, gotta wait. I think, they gotta learn and they exa- gotta wait. Exactly. And I think that's why you see the transfer portal become what it has been it what it what it's grown to today. Where there are thousands of guys every year that transfer from these universities because they go in with these expectations and they're not really thinking about the work they have to put in to earn their spot. And when they don't walk in day one as a starter, it's, well, where's the grass greener? Let me wow. transfer and leave and go somewhere yeah. where I feel like I can be the guy. Well, Coach, let's, let's, let's switch gears a little bit, right? Because you grew up in this area and, fam, you had such a storied and strong history as an institution and as a football program, uh, what has it been like to realize that you were a kid here watching the Rattlers, <laughs> and watching college football and, 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 and how it has grown? How uh, important of an honor is it for you uh, to be here now and be the head guy in charge of this team? It, it's surreal. Um you know, sometimes I have to pinch myself because you know, growing up again, watching the Florida A&M and being in those stadiums, you know, Billy Joe was a larger than life figure. That's right. To many of us, he really was. Um, you know, Ken Riley. You know, those guys were were, were like, you know, I don't want to say gods, but I mean, they're it, legends, yeah, they're legends. In their own and, time. And, and you don't. And so now I'm that for some young kid in that's Quincy right. or Tallahassee or what color or wherever, and, and and that's a feeling that I never really thought about. That people when I when I go to places, churches or restaurants, you can see them kind of looking like, is that really him? You know what I mean? Right, and right. this, it, I don't it, get, I don't it, get that. But, but, <laughs> but I it's coming, it's coming. You know, <laughs> Joe gets it. You know, Joe, Joe, Joe gets, gets it. it. Yeah. And um, and so a lot of times that's that. It's humbling because a lot of you just want to sometimes go up to someone and say, "Hey, I'm I'm just a regular person. I'm a little country boy from Quincy, Florida. I mean, Sunday I'm still at grandmother's house eating chitlins, eating fried fish and fried chicken and macaroni and cheese, and, and and you know, it's it's I'm still a normal person, and yeah. so that's probably the thing that that I have to sometimes step back and say, man, it's it's really 
it's, it's you can't really describe it. Right, and so, right. but along with that comes a huge responsibility because so many people are watching, and and you want to be a, a positive influence and a role model to the next generation of young, especially African American men in this community who realize, you know what, if I work hard, if I do the right things, I can be the head coach of one of the greatest institutions in America. That's right. Listen, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sean Pittman's show. We've got Coach Willie Simmons here today talking about the FAMU Rattlers. We're talking about his career in this area at Shanks High School and uh, just a, just a, a, a decorated career over time. And now he's leading uh, FAMU football to uh, what we think is going to be a, a legendary in and of itself. And uh, love for you to go to Sean Pittman's show on Twitter, Facebook, and all these other social media things that I forget. But Sean Pittman show, just put that in Google. All that stuff will come up, and you got to listen to the Willie Simmons show. And it's Sunday. Uh, he just talked about a bunch of food at Grandma, so we're going to leave you now because uh, we got to go <laughs> and get some of that. I'm joking, actually, but can we talk about that after <laughs> nope, this? Uh, tell us about academics, right? I mean, how much of a premium do you put on on the players succeeding in the classroom as well as on the football field? It's the most important part of the whole process. And, you know, we, we work as football, especially college football here in the South, is second to none I mean it's right. probably the one thing that trumps sometimes even church on Sundays and <laughs> talking about Sunday <laughs> I didn't say and, that uh, that was Coach Willie it, Simmons it's the truth it's unfortunate that. it's unfortunate <laughs> but there's some decisions to be made I've sat in church many Sundays and everybody started looking at that clock around 1 o'clock like uh, NFL it's kickoffs coming time. around the corner it's about that so time. <laughs> we love our football here in the South but we cannot miss the, the message that these are student athletes and that our job as coaches and administrators is to Provide them with the tools, the resources to be successful in life, and 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 every day I have to make sure that I remind myself, my coaching staff, everyone that we're in this for these young men. We have to prepare them to be our leaders of tomorrow. And if all we do is focus on winning championships and winning games and, and putting giving them NFL careers, then we failed them miserably. And so wow. we got to make sure that we're doing everything in our power to empower these young men for success later on. Because at some point, and it, it's a cliche, and we all say it. But at some point, you got to hand the cliques up and you got to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. And if we haven't given them the tools to transition from football, then again, we, we've set ourselves up to have a lot of um, unsuccessful, miserable men later on in life. And that would be a, a, a travesty if that's how we remember it by not preparing ourselves, our, our young men for life after football. Well, uh, you know, I'm really happy to hear you say that. And I've read that. I've read those comments from you before. And uh and it's refreshing because, as you said, we got to prepare these kids um, for what comes after. Uh, we had uh, Willie Taggart here and he said something very similar. He's like, you know, these kids, they've been playing football all their lives. They know that part of what we need to do is teach them how to be men mm -hmm. and uh, teach them that there is something after football. So that is that's awesome. You guys ought to have a Willie day in <laughs> in, in Tallahassee, man, because because you're both great guys and, and great coaches. And and we're lucky to, to, to have you all in the community. I can't let you go without talking about uh, when you guys are in the locker room uh, doing halftime and you guys are figuring out how you keep the lead or how you get the lead. Uh, 
there's something going on out there. I'm out there with them. I already uh, know right. you're going. I'm, I'm, I'm so trying to, I was gonna I'm trying to wrap up that, that halftime speech as quickly as possible so I can get out there and watch the hundred. But no, but uh, but you know what? It, that's that's what makes this job so amazing. Is that you know not only do we have a, 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 a historic football team that you know everyone knows, we have probably the the, the most recognizable band. You know, definitely right. in this that's region right. and maybe even in the in, United in, States. In the United and States, so for sure. to to be able to know that while we're in there making in-game adjustments that our fans are being entertained more so than any fan base in America with the March of 100 is truly a special feeling and I have the utmost respect for Dr. Shelby Chipman and the job that he's done with the March of 100 um, I have a great relationship with a lot of those band members um, you know Corey Bostic of course the first female drum major there That's every right. time I see her I mean it, it, she comes and hugs me and you know we have a great relationship so I, I'm, I'm just honored to be able to be on the field while they're in the stands playing because again I just as much as I know about or remember those Saturdays watching Billy Joe put up hundreds of points I remember watching the March of 100 at halftime put on a show uh, unmatched by anybody in America well I tell you you're lucky because no matter what the score is at halftime you got another shot with the fans <laughs> because <laughs> they're going to stay That's right. and they're going to have hope and, and, they, and they're going to remember who, who you guys are no doubt right? you're the fam you rap well, well the challenge for us is to make sure they stay after halftime <laughs> because in the past it was a hey, March 100 plays let's say everybody pack up and go home so let's, let's give them a game that they'll want to continue to watch for the, the next two quarters well listen everybody's excited about you being here uh you know, our, our next uh, sports show is uh, with Clemson in mind. We're 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 talking to Dabo Sweeney the, wow. the, the second week of August. Uh, any message I can tell him from an alumni of Clemson uh, when we're talking to him? Well, tell him I, I know I still owe him a, a, a table. Um, okay. When I when I went back to Clemson as a GA, funny story. I actually stayed with Dabo and his wife Catherine for um, I don't remember how long it was until I got my apartment. And um, as I was moving out and moving all my stuff from down the basement, I dropped my TV and it, oh, and it shattered the, the glass table. So oh, wow. um, every time I see him, I, I joke with him that, yeah, I know I still owe you a table. And fortunately, I make enough money now where I probably can go ahead and buy it from. But he makes nine point three a year. So he doesn't, yeah, he, he yeah, doesn't need yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, <laughs> he fist bump you on that that, that table. He yeah, might, he, right. Uh, Cat might want it. So <laughs> listen, we appreciate you, man. And uh, thank you for coming by the Sean Pittman show today. I know we're going to have you back. We wish you a, a great, great season, and just know we're gonna be there rooting you on. And uh, I can't, I can't. I, it wouldn't be appropriate for me, but I would ask you to end this show uh, with the last word. Uh, how you end in the locker room? <laughs> well, it depends if we win or lose, but uh, but you know what? Uh, we have six home games this year. You know, second year in a row we've had six home games at Brad Memorial Stadium. So phenomenal schedule this year. I encourage everyone to buy your season tickets if you haven't already. Um, come support these young men. They're working extremely hard right now as we prepare for our second season here at Florida a and A lot of great things on the horizon. A lot of high expectations for this program, and rightfully so. And I'm just looking forward to leading these young men to bigger and better things on the field, off the field. You'll see us in the community. You'll see us in the churches. And, um, again, blessed to be the head coach at such a historic institution. And as always, you know, we know at FAMU, we're going to strike, strike, and strike again. That's what I was looking for. All right. Willie, thank you for coming to the show, Coach. And uh, y'all stay with us. We'll be right back with the Pittman Point. 
It's time for Pittman's Point. Welcome back to the Sean Pittman Show. What a great interview we just had with FAMU head football coach Willie Simmons, a homeboy. We really appreciate Coach Simmons spending this few minutes with us uh, this morning. And, uh, man, I'm excited about the Rattler season. I hope you are, too. Now it's time for the Pittman Point. I need to say that I'm pretty disappointed and disgusted, even, uh, to have to be talking about what I'm going to talk about today. Because 50 years ago, 50 years ago today, America put the first men on the moon. It was one of the greatest triumphs in human history. And this is a momentous day, momentous momentous occasion. But sadly, and in this past week, we are being distracted and embarrassed by this government's lack of civility, decency, and diplomacy. This week, the President of the United States tweeted that four sitting members of Congress and women of color should go back where they came from. Which, by the way, three of the four, they came from America. (laughs) Uh, Now, before anyone claims that I'm taking this out of context or misspoke or in any other hollow excuses for the president, know that he also doubled and tripled down on the statements. In fact, at a rally this week, President Trump read similar statements from a teleprompter. That's not an angry rant. When it's from a teleprompter, that's a policy position. What happened to being able to agree and disagree and to civility in this country? You know, the land of the brave, the land of the free, you know the words. Families will disagree, but we have to try to kind of get through it. I didn't always agree with the love of my life, my mom. We disagree from time to time, but there were always things that we had to work out. She never told me to get out. Well, maybe one time, but she took that back. But Trump is not taking it back. Trump said, go back to where they came from. That is unacceptable. So the Pittman point today is we are headed in the wrong direction in this country. We need to try to turn around. My friend Ed Moore reminded me this morning that it seems like we're headed in the direction of gladiator days. You know, the days when they have the big fights in the arena and the winner would be standing there waiting on the crowd to tell them whether the thumbs up or thumbs down. And the crowd would largely just say, kill, kill, kill. And that just seems like where we are today. There's a better America out there. We need to band together and we need to try to find it again. Thank you for being with us today and thank you, Coach Simmons, for your time. This is the Sean Pittman Show. We'll see you in seven.